everyone, welcome, welcome back, welcome back to Capes and Japes. Um, it's, uh, it's been, well, there's been about as much happening in comics as there usually is. Um, but it's sort of an exciting time because, uh, Disney Plus has released its first, uh, first of its MCU series, uh, WandaVision, and we've already talked about Wanda, so we are going to talk about Vision. Um, neither of us have seen it yet. Did you watch it yet? No, I was going to start watching it this morning, um, and then my nephew came over, so I was playing uh, construction vehicles with him. Oh, that's much more important. Yes. Um, I have not, I'm going to watch it over voice call with my family, and I think we're going to start it tomorrow. Um, so at some point I will have more knowledge of WandaVision, but the important thing is we're not necessarily talking about Vision as he appears in WandaVision. We're talking about Vision in the comics. Um, and he's, uh, he's been around, he's been around and doing stuff for a while and um there's some uh <laughs> some some weirdness that's how i mean i know we start like every episode like that like wow some weird stuff happened but like it's always true because it's always comics <laughs> um so vision was it is technically it's it's been written both as vision and as the vision, um, I don't know which one is technically the case. On the cover of his first appearance, it's like, behold the vision. Um, which also just a very cool thing to say out loud at any time. It is a very cool thing to say, yeah. Um, but it's also like, it's his name. It's kind of the only name that he has. So... I think people tend to go to just singular vision because it sounds a little bit more like they're calling him by a name and not a title. Um, but anyways, so the uh, version, the version of vision. The vision version? Yeah, the vision version. We will get it. There are several vision versions <laughs> that we are going to have to talk about. But the one... Um, Featured in WandaVision was, uh, created in, uh, 1968, um, by, uh, Stan Lee and Roy Thomas, um, and drawn by, uh, John Bushima. Stan Lee, at this point, was the, uh, editor of Marvel, and Roy Thomas was the one who was writing The Avengers, where, uh... Vision was going to show up, but he is based sort of on an older character, also named the Vision, uh, who was a um, a Golden Age character from like 1940, um, who was created by uh, Joe Simon and Jack Kirby, um, who was a uh, sort of a, a Green Lantern 
type, like he was he was uh, an alien from another dimension, uh, who was a member of this like alien kind of police force, uh, who ended up on Earth and joined up with like a scientist to help fight crime there, uh, and he's shown up. He technically still exists in uh present day and he's cropped up a couple times um but so apparently and most of most of the story of this is told from like what Roy Thomas remembers of it um but apparently uh Stanley uh wanted to add a new team member to the Avengers and Roy Thomas's first suggestion was why don't we reintroduce uh, this Golden Age character, Vision, um, partly because apparently Roy Thomas, like, didn't like creating his own characters because he didn't, uh, get ownership over them. Fair. <laughs> Which is fair. Uh, but Stanley, for, like, quote, reasons Roy Thomas did not understand, specifically wanted an android. Which, I mean, also is valid of Stan. We do love an android. <laughs> we do love in this house. Um, so they ended up uh, creating this character who was definitely, who was somewhat like visually based on the uh, Golden Age vision. I don't know how similar he was in like personality because I have not read any of those. Uh, old Vision comics, but definitely, like, visually inspired by, uh, that, like, Jack Kirby Vision design. Um. Same Vision. Yeah. Um, and, uh, gave him his, uh, very recognizable, uh, red face because they wanted him to have, like, just a, uh, like, a full, like, fully kind of, like, white skin to imply somewhat more like, you know, ghostly, vision-y, uh, concepts, but... Oh, so he was a spectral vision at first. Yes! Can you imagine an android that looks like a ghost? (laughs) (laughs) Just a lot, a lot going on aesthetically. Um. Okay, so he looks like a ghost, yeah, but he's an android. Okay, Stan, I don't know what you want from me here. <laughs> there's uh there's a lot there's a lot going on. Um they couldn't make him uh white because like uh printing in white in comics meant uh just like leaving the paper blank and uh it would not have looked very good. Um so they went with red. Uh, I love when there's an explanation for why a character's not white. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Wow. (sighs) Wow. Um, and, uh, they also, um, he's also said that he was, like, uh, inspired. He said, I read a couple different interviews, and in one he said he was, like, sort of vaguely inspired by Spock from Star Trek because he, like, 
he didn't like watch Star Trek avidly, but he'd like seen some of it in passing. And in another interview, he was like, yeah, a lot of people think that he reminded them of Spock, but I didn't really watch a lot of Star Trek, so I didn't base it on Spock. Um, and this is why <laughs> so much of comics history is so confusing, because <laughs> you're just counting on a bunch of old men to remember what they said and thought in, like, 1965. Yeah. It's... It com Comics historians really have their jobs cut out for them. Uh, but he was definitely also inspired by a um, popular sci-fi series by uh, Otto Binder um, about a robot named Adam Link, uh, which was, uh, though a lot of people haven't heard of it, a huge inspiration for like a lot of kind of like robot android stories like uh isaac asimov specifically was like yeah this was like a huge influence on me um wild yeah because then I know, how, right? how much is the reach like from people who are inspired by asimov <laughs> i know it just like it just goes everywhere and one of the things that uh it led to was the vision uh so he is introduced uh, into the Avengers uh, in 1968, and he is established as a creation of Ultron, uh, who made his first appearance earlier that year. Uh, people, people have probably heard of Ultron. He's uh, he's an evil robot. He was a villain in. Everybody's least favorite Avengers movie. <laughs> um, but uh, in the comics universe, Ultron is not a creation of Tony Stark. He's a creation of uh, Hank Pym, the first Ant-Man. Though I think they don't... I don't think they say that right away when Ultron's introduced. Probably because um, Hank's like, uh-uh. I'm not, if if they I've, don't know it's me, I'm not saying anything. Yeah, I've never seen this guy before in my life. Um, but he, uh, so he first uh, showed up a couple issues before Vision showed up doing some, you know, uh, evil. He, like, uh, hypnotizes Jarvis, human Jarvis, into doing crimes. Um, and uh, when... Vision shows up, it's like, this is a, uh, a robot. He <laughs> refers to him as, like, as a synthesoid, which is, I, I think, just, like, a very kind of humanoid-looking robot. It's, um, it's just comic speak. <laughs> it's just comic speak. It's just, this is a robot, but, like, a cool special one. Uh, so Hank Pym makes Ultron, and then Ultron makes Vision. Um, so Hank Pym is Vision's grandpa. Hank Pym is Vision's grandpa. It's a very weird family tree. <laughs> um, he uh, gets... Okay, here's... <laughs> here's one part where things get very weird. He... Ultron builds Vision's body from a... Uh, 
the Human Torch. Not the Fantastic Four Human Torch, um, but the uh, Golden Age Human Torch, who was one of, like, along with uh, Namor and Captain America, one of, like, the primary characters of uh, Timely Comics, which was the company that Marvel was before it was Marvel. Um, so in, like, the, uh, the early 40s, the Human Torch was a character who was uh, an android built by a scientist uh, with the power to uh, light his body on fire. Um, so a robot with cool fire powers. During, um, they don't establish this right away, but over, Roy Thomas apparently had this idea that, like, Vision would have been built from or based on that original, like, Human Torch robot as, like, you know, a nod to the Golden Age Human Torch. Um, and it's, like, vaguely alluded to, but it doesn't come up officially until later when a different writer uh takes over um and then they retcon it to be like oh actually the robot the scientist who built the human torch also built another identical robot and that's what got turned into vision so they can still have the human torch <laughs> robot but, around if they want to but what if we want both these robots. One of them can't be, if, be made out of the other one, because then you only get one robot. <laughs> I mean, listen, I I am on board for all of this. I love to have more robots in things. Well, maybe the robot had a secret twin. A secret? It's the most comics thing ever, honestly, is secret twin robot. Um, and then, uh... There's another, then there's like another version where it's like Vision was built out of spare parts that were made for the Human Torch robot, um, which is pretty much a similar thing. Uh, and then at some point, at some point they find out that, um, Immortus, who is a, um, a time, um, Reed Richards' time-traveling dad. <laughs> Immortus is the Immortus is the most annoying character to talk about <laughs> in all of comics. We're gonna have to do an episode on this at some point. Um, Reed Richards' time-traveling relative who goes by, like, five different identities um, is, uh, at some point, did time shenanigans to split the Human Torch's timeline oh my God. into two timelines <laughs> so that one timeline was the Human Torch and then the other timeline could be used to make Vision. I... And did it specifically... Yep. I preferred the spare parts one. I don't... It's so... It's so unnecessary to do something this complicated. But that's comics. When... <laughs> but it is... It, that's, the, that's the story of comics. Yeah. Um. So, 
basically split uh, split the human torch's timeline into two timelines so that one timeline would be the human torch and one timeline could go on to become the vision and did it specifically because he knew Wanda was going to fall in love with Vision and he wanted Wanda to get married to somebody who uh she couldn't have biological kids with because if Wanda had biological kids they could potentially be powerful enough to destroy the universe. Um, uh, hey, I have some bad news for you, dude. I have some bad news. Your extremely complicated and unnecessary stunt did not even accomplish anything. You you, you look if Wanda wanted kids, she would have kids. And guess what? That's yeah, what the, happened. The thing is, when you're dealing with somebody whose power is to warp reality, you can't just be like, I know, uh, she'll marry somebody who's t- t- physically incapable of fathering children with her. Like, a buddy surprise. Life uh, finds a way. Life really does when you are Wanda Maximoff. Um, so his body is based on or made from in some way or another uh, the original Golden Age Human Torch. Um, and his brain is based on um, a character named uh, Wonder Man. Who I think Simon Williams. Who I think Wanda also dated at one point, so that gets fun and complicated. Wanda does, yeah, Wanda does also date him at one point. It's so Vision um is uh dead or damaged or out of commission in some way, which happens many times, and she goes to Simon and asks if they can scan his brain again to use to remake Vision, and he says no, partly because he's in love with Wanda and doesn't want to help get Wanda's husband back. And then they do date at some point, briefly. <laughs> Next best thing, I guess. I guess? Um, Simon Williams was a... uh like a rich guy whose dad was a sort of competitor for Tony Stark. Um, and he uh, ended up being kind of manipulated by Zemo into uh, being given uh, superpowers and like infiltrating the Avengers so he can like sell them out. But uh, at the last minute, he changes his mind, uh, and turns against Zemo and sacrifices himself to save the Avengers. Um, and Tony, he goes into a coma and Tony, like, saves his brain patterns in the hopes that, uh, they can bring him back. Um, and, uh, while he's in sort of, like, while he's comatose Ultron steals the brain recording because he needs a brain to use for his synthesoid and uses them to make vision uh 
And then later Wonder Man does wake up and is no longer evil. And also he has a brother who's extremely upset both about uh, his brother dying to save the Avengers and also the fact that his brother's brain is being used for a robot and he becomes a villain named the Grim Reaper. Good. Um, just, just surreal, just comics, comics bullshit left and right. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's what makes up Vision. Uh, so he, in his first appearance, is sent by Ultron to, uh, destroy the Avengers. He has, um, he has this sort of, like, stone on his forehead, um, that's called a, uh, solar jewel, um, and it, as you could probably guess, absorbs solar power that he, uh, operates on, and that he also, uh, converts into, like, energy that he can use to, like, you know, shoot, like, lasers. Um, and he also, um, he can... Walk through walls, disappear, and fly. <laughs> yeah, he's much more unique than the other guys. Um, he can do all those things. Um, cause he, there's some, some weird comic science process that's like, oh, he can, uh, temporarily shift his mass back and forth from another dimension. Uh... So he can, like, become, uh, intangible and phase through stuff, and he can also become, uh, extremely dense. Um, so he, you know, like, he flows through walls. Sometimes he does that fun phasing thing where he, like, you know, phases his hand through somebody's chest and then, like, rematerializes it. Uh, you know, that, all that fun stuff. Um... I, I'm I'm assuming this was added because they were like, well, he's called the Vision. He should do something kind of, you know, spooky. Yeah. Um. Maybe they also had that when uh they were looking for more of a ghost sort of vibe for him. Yeah. He is. He gets his name in canon because when he first shows up at uh uh Avengers. Mansion. He runs into uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, and Jan is like, "Ah, oh, terrifying vision of a man." Um, and he's like, oh, "I like that actually." Like, I guess that's a pretty cool name. Um, and uh, the Avengers uh, manage to, you know, get him to realize that he is. Uh, his own person, and he doesn't have to do what Ultron says, which I don't know why Ultron didn't think this would happen, that his robot who he gave sentience to would decide to do his own thing, because that's what Ultron did. Yeah, maybe he just assumed that, like Ultron, he would also be evil? Yeah, he's like, well, no, he's free to make his own decisions, but... Obviously, he's going to realize that evil is correct. Because I did. I did, and I'm right. Um, so he uh, officially joins the Avengers, and 
not too long after this, um, Wanda joins the team. Um, or I think she may have been on it before and she rejoins it. Um, but, uh, they, uh, Roy Thomas was like, well, I was kind of looking for a way to introduce a romance into the story. And, uh, Vision was only appearing in Avengers at the time. And so was Wanda. Uh, so that made it easier to write. Um, and also I think kind of like, you know, as part of a story arc for Vision of like learning to, you know, understand human emotions um and all that which uh you know it's a very easy robot story shorthand to be like and then he falls in love but you know good for him um but he uh so they have like kind of a you know flirtation, uh, developing thing for a little while, um, before they, uh, start dating and get married. And then in a, uh, they have, like, a limited, like, miniseries about the two of them after, uh, I think after they get married, which is where... Uh, Wanda, surprise, as mentioned earlier, uh, does give birth to twins who are, is it technically her and, and Vision's children? Because she does it with magic, so <laughs> they're, uh, whatever she wants them to be. Um, but they have, uh, twin boys named, uh... Thomas and William, and everything's normal with them. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, he gets, uh, Vision gets, like, obviously, many times, like, oh no, he's, like, Ultron's, like, controlling him again, and then, like, the Avengers rescue him, and he's fine. Um, there's a, uh, kind of a, um, one of the more sort of definitive vision stories, um, apparently is an arc, uh, called Vision Quest, um, by, uh, John Byrne when he was, uh, writing and drawing West Coast Avengers in, like, the late 80s, um, during which, uh, the government is manipulated by t fucking Immortus. God uh, damn it, Immortus. Yes, to, uh, to, uh, kidnap the Vision and, uh, dismantle him. And there's this, you know, like... It's too late, Immortus. <laughs> they had, they had the kids. And it, there's gonna be some shenanigans... But the kids are still going to be there because of the fact that the thing that you're upset about is the fact that Wanda has, like, you know, unstoppable reality-altering powers. Um, but to be fair, it is a lot easier to kill the Vision than it is Wanda. So, like, I understand, but also it is too <laughs> late. 
Um, it's, it's way too late. But, so, there's this big, like, splash page of, like, you know, the vision, like, taken in, apart, and it's, you know, kind of, like, the intent is, like, very much to be a reminder that, like, yeah, this guy is not human. Uh, in case you all forgot, because he was doing, like, normal things. Just want everyone to remember that he is a robot. Um, and although the Avengers are able to rebuild him, um, he, uh, for whatever reason, they rebuild him with, like, the, like, like, spooky, like, white skin that, uh, Roy Thomas initially wanted him to have. Um, and also, uh, they don't have his you know, brain patterns anymore. And this is the point where Wanda goes to Simon and is like, hey, can we scan your brain again so we can get vision back? Um, and Simon says no, partly because uh, he is in love with Wanda and also because um, his brain was stolen from him without permission and used to make an android, which, like, that is fair. Like, <laughs> I would be kind of upset about that. I mean... I would be stoked that I was in some way a robot, but I would have liked to be able to give the okay for it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's something of a low point because also while this is going on, obviously it challenges his, uh, relationship with Wanda because he doesn't have, like, the emotions or personality that he had before uh and also their twins are revealed to be fragments of mephisto's soul that got destroyed by franklin richards and then the soul fragments ended up converted into children and then uh they're reabsorbed into mephisto um, so they're, like, kind of dead, but then they're reincarnated later, but Wanda doesn't know that <laughs> for a while. Um, who boy. Yeah, it's, um, anytime Wanda is involved in a story, like, things get even more buckwild than comics normally do, because they're like, well, how do we make it? interesting when she has like reality altering powers literally anything could probably go her way so we need to make it not sometimes how do we sometimes do that we need to make it not and sometimes the way they make it not go her way is they're like well she's crazy now yeah which sucks which sucks uh and uh he uh eventually gets a new body that more resembles his original body. Um, he, uh, downloads a new, like, brain scan from a scientist, and also his original personality starts to kind of, like, come back. Um, so he, uh, comes back to who he originally was, although he and Wanda are still kind of, uh, not on great terms. Um, Understand, that puts a lot of strain on a relationship. It puts a lot of strain on the relationship. Like, I think it's a step, like, they still care about each other, um, but they can't really overcome 
all of this. Uh, he does briefly date uh, Mantis and also uh, Carol, apparently, which I didn't know. I also, I saw this on Wikipedia and it said, like, citation needed. So maybe somebody just really shipped it <laughs> and uh, wanted to put it in there. But that seems like a weird thing to, like, add. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, uh, so there's a storyline called Avengers Disassembled where, again, Wanda is involved and starts doing evil stuff for some unexplained reason um and uh just starts like launching a bunch of attacks against the avengers and one of them is uh vision is uh like controlled uh like doctor doctor doom makes wanda control vision to uh, crash the Quinjet into the Avengers mansion and start attacking the Avengers. Um, and She-Hulk fights him and kills him, uh, because she, like, isn't really able to hold back because there's been a lot of stuff happening and she's very stressed out. Um, so, um, or, like, kills him and she, uh, she tears his body apart. Um, and then after this, in Young Avengers, there's a guy who is also Immortus has his armor fused with Vision's operating system and it becomes a sentient new Vision. And Different writers have were not able to decide if this was like a new a new version of Vision. This is new teen Vision who's his own person, or if this was just kind of a reincarnation of Vision. Is he back? Is it like Vision's cool half brother? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> like. He, Young Avengers mostly writes him as, like, he's his own new thing. But it's also very, like, part of it is that, you know, there's a genuine sort of question of, like, where does identity reside if you're an android? And then also part of it is, like, nobody knows how any of this works. Like, his, like... His operating system, like, is that, like, does that have his personality in it? Like, who knows? It's all fake comic book science. So, uh, that's, um, that's a thing that's, that's also going on, is this Teen Vision is on Young Avengers, um, and, uh, has a crush on Cassie and ends up, uh, dying, um, Gets killed by Teen Immortus Iron Lad Kang. I hate, I hate this dude. Um, but uh, original Vision does get uh rebuilt by Tony. Um, and joins the Avengers again. 
uh, is still, still not in a great space with Wanda because she did, uh, she was manipulated by Doctor Doom into sending him to attack their friends and then he died. Um, you know, couples problems. Yeah, just normal, like, every few years you run into the classic <laughs> pitfall of- Yeah. You were manipulated into sending me to my death. <laughs> um, it's, you know, everybody's gotta go through it. Uh, he, uh, Hank Pym makes a, um, an Avengers AI team, uh, which I read some of because Victor was in it. <laughs> we do love Victor. Uh, cause God, do I love Victor. Um, that Vision is also in, um, and he, like, rebuilds, like, upgrades his body so that he's, um, just, like, built of, like, a ton of nanobots, um, which I guess, like, is maybe a better explanation for the phasing thing, um, but it's also, nanobots are another very comic book thing, that just do whatever you want them to do when you say you want them to do it. So, <laughs> gives them uh, gives them more opportunities for that. How does this work? Uh, nanobots? It's nanobots, baby. It's, it's Hideo Kojima's favorite plot device. Uh, he, uh, at some point, loses his uh, emotions again. Um, and then is, like, manipulated by fucking Kang the Conqueror. I hate- <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about how many times Kang shows up in this. Um, and then, like, every single time I had to, like, look at my notes and be like, freaking guy! There he is again. Yep. Uh. Coming back in time. In, uh, 2016, um, he- Get, I think it's 2015 into 2016. Uh, he has a solo series written by Tom King, uh, which is sort of like the thing that made Tom King a household name, uh, which is a story in which he has uh, built for himself uh, a, a family. He has like an android wife and two android children and an android dog. And they move into a house in the suburbs and attempt to live a normal life. Um, and because it is a Tom King story, it is just deeply plagued by questions of existentialism and identity and trauma. Uh, and obviously things go horribly wrong. Always. <laughs> for everyone. For, for everyone. Yeah, for pr pretty much, pretty much everybody. Um, Victor's there, too. Victor's there. Things don't go great for him. No, things don't go great for anybody. Thanks, Tom King. Thanks, Tom King. I do love it, though. It's a, it's a great story, uh, but just be prepared for things uh, to go bad. But Viv is uh, in Champions, and... Victor is okay now. <laughs> so, two wins. 
for us in that uh in that column. Um but yeah, so that's uh he's uh Still around, obviously. He hasn't, like, gone anywhere. That's kind of the most recent, like, very notable thing. But he's, uh, still, you know, uh, helping the, uh, doing Avengers stuff, uh, showing up in various crossover events, being Vision. Um, I should, like, I feel if I had if if Immortus had split my timelines into two different Olivias and I got into Marvel before I got into DC um probably I would be obsessed with Vision <laughs> because look at him uh he's a sad robot man um and I do love Vision uh but it also like now always comes with, like, so much complicated lore. Um, and also Wanda, which is great, but also so many stories with Wanda have just, like, bad, bad, like, misogyny stuff in them. Um, Why would we let a woman have agency? Absolutely not. Get that out of here. Um, but, um, I do love Vision, obviously. I love... I love any like you know android. Yeah, I was about to be like, wow, to be human. Olivia loving an android. <sighs> Listen, shut up. I have, <laughs> I have something to tell you later when we talk about uh talk about comics <laughs> for the week. Um, but uh, <laughs> I do. Listen, I love an android. I love like an android like learns to you know have their own identity and agency type of story. Um, I love, you know, being able to explore through androids what that means. I think a lot of writers who have written Vision um, have mostly just been like, oh, he's like kind of a weird guy. (laughs) Um, He's just a bit of a weird guy. It's fine. Yeah, you know, just kind of like a, a, a little, an odd guy. Just like Spock. But like just a little you... bit of a weird guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you get, you know, like stories and writers who are like willing to get like, like really like in there with it, I'm like, hell yeah. What is a man? Robot shit. <laughs> a miserable little pile of gears and cogs and things um yeah did you uh did you have anything anything else any comments or questions or additional information i do love vision i've never known uh i knew about like his brain being modeled after an existing character never knew about his body being modeled after an existing character so that was fun to learn yeah just fun fun facts hey old share with your friends can't you like create something uh original? It, <laughs> it doesn't sound like you have a lot of vision. Hey! Anyway, got him. I didn't fucking read shit this week. <laughs> That's fine. You made up for that with with that great joke. Yeah. You quote unquote great joke. <laughs> That's what people come here for. 
is great jokes like these. Um, I, um, I did read some comics. I um, figured, because you said you uh, had something to tell me. I do have, I have a couple things to tell you. Um, so I have been picking up, uh, I mentioned last week, I've been picking up a few issues of, uh, Future State, um, and I, uh, have not read everything I bought yet, um, but I did read, um, pretty much all the Bat Family related parts of Future State. Because you're you. Um, that have come out so far, because I'm me, um, and, uh... Top priority. What are the bats up to? What are they doing? Um, I did also read, I read the end of Death Metal, because... It sort of leads into this, and it did make me cry, so thanks, Scott Snyder, I guess. Um, but so I read, um, I read, uh, Next Batman, which is, like, uh, cover, has, like, a few different, uh, stories in it. It has, um, obviously the next Batman who, uh, spoilers, this is spoilers for future state. I, if you're going to read any of these and you don't want to know what happens, um, the next Batman is, uh, Luke Fox. Oh, who nice. Talked about very recently. Conveniently. Yes. Um, and, uh, I'm glad so they didn't in... go with the predictable option, which would be, of course, Damien. Yeah. <laughs> which would be Damien. The weird, so the weird thing is, um, it takes place, so these are taking place in, like, a hypothetical future, and I'm still not clear from what I've read if it's all the same future, or if different books are, like, different, like, timelines. All of the Gotham ones are connected, and that's all of what I've read, so maybe if I read something that wasn't Gotham, I'd know right away. Um, but it's, like, so Gotham is this, like, future version of Gotham is, like, a cyberpunk dystopian like, fascist police state that's, like, being, uh, controlled by an organization called the Magistrate, um, which is confusing because at first I thought it was, like, a guy, but <laughs> I, it's, like, a, a group or, a, a some sort of, yeah, some sort of government thing, um, but it's, like, uh, you know, obviously, uh, superheroes are outlawed like you know wearing a mask is illegal uh who who and, who i just want to know who at dc looked at the state of america and was like what? you know what i'm gonna make a world i'm gonna make a world where one it's a fascist police state and two masks are illegal who thought that this was a good plan? It is it is kind of it is kind of funny in 2020. Not that funny. It's it's a little okay. Um but uh so it it takes place like everything's very like high tech and you know this like government has all of these uh kind of you know like super advanced like robots and drones and stuff like patrolling the streets. But nobody seems that much older. <laughs> and maybe it's just, like, comic book art, but, like, Luke doesn't seem that much older than he is in current canon. 
Um, Bruce doesn't seem that much older. Tim doesn't seem that much older. So, like, I don't know. Did Gotham just go, like, very far into the future and also very downhill very fast? Um, or does just nobody know how to communicate that these people have aged? I guess, again, if I had seen Damien, it probably would have cleared a few things up for me because it would be easier to tell if, like, Damien had gone from, like, you know... 12 to like 16 or 12 to like 23 it's been 20 years um damien still looks like he's 12 he is a 32 year old man but he looks exactly the same god don't even i can't um but uh so yes so luke fox is batman there was a um there's an outsider story that's about um duke uh, and Katana working together to get people safely outside the city, hence outsiders. But it's very cool. It shows up with, like, Duke, like, in this, like, cool car chase, and there's a little, like, identifying text that's, like, Duke Thomas, the magistrate's most wanted. I'm like, yeah! Good for you! Um, so I read that one. I read... Dark Detective, which is, uh, the Bruce one, um, Bruce is, uh, presumed dead because he was, uh, shot in an alleyway and disappeared, um, but he's alive, but he hasn't told any of his family that he's alive, but he's just, I guess, running around also being Batman, but not officially Batman because Luke is Batman, but Bruce is just also a second- Batman, who is supposed to be dead. And none of the family caught on? I... Who's this secret Batman? Why, he looks just Uh, like Bruce Wayne. My beloved father and mentor, Bruce Wayne, he fights just like him. Wow. So weird. It seems like maybe... Maybe in the context of the comic, it's supposed to be, like, a relatively recent development that Bruce is doing this. Okay, so they just haven't seen him yet. <laughs> they just haven't seen him yet. I'm hoping that's what it is. Um also I don't I don't know what a lot of the family is doing because I haven't seen Jason or Damien yet. And the information that Tim gave about Dick doesn't seem to be right. <laughs> um but um Is everybody just lying to Tim? it's just everyone is just telling him completely wrong things um so the two things that i need to tell you personally my good friend about is um one of them is teen titans okay uh in which uh dick is there and he's like sad and he's being really grouchy and it's not really clear why probably like they reference he's like oh you know like me being tough is how I was able to get out of Gotham before the fall, which is like, I'm assuming is referencing the dystopian police state, but maybe this is a different timeline and some different stuff happened in Gotham. Maybe Gotham literally fell, no matter what. fell into the ocean. Yeah, it just fell right over. Um, but so like he and Corey are having like sort of a, a tense time. Um, there's a ton of different characters they find, um, 
they bring up the red X costume. Mm-hmm. That's one important thing. Uh, that wasn't the important thing I was going ah. to talk about, but it is important to mention because they find the red X costume and there's a flashback to uh, Corey, like, giving the old costume to him for his birthday and uh, him being like, oh my God, where did you find this? It was, it's been so long since I wore this. Um, so it's Dick's costume. Dick was red X at some point. And then there's another flashback to where somebody else is Red X. There was, I feel like there was a lot of context I was missing on this one. So if somebody knows more about what's happening here, if this is like, I was unclear if it was like stuff that's happened in Teen Titans that I missed or just like future stuff that is going to be explained later. Um, There's a flashback to somebody else wearing the Red X costume. And then at the end of the issue, Dick gives the Red X costume to somebody else, and Dick is wearing the Deathstroke costume. Interesting. Um, Interesting. But the very important thing about this one is that um, Garnvik, Beast Boy and Cyborg, have, um, are, um, sharing a body. Oh? (laughs) They have, uh, they have merged... Into one person, um, called Psybeast. Um, but both of their consciousnesses seem to be present, and, like, they talk with two different, like, kinds of speech bubbles to indicate, like, which of them is talking. Um, Are they just vibing? They're just vibing in one body together. <laughs> um, I don't, um, not sure how that happened. Maybe it was an elective procedure? <laughs> It was, yeah, they were like, <laughs> we just want to vibe together um, for all time. And oh, so you want to get married? No, no, no. We want to have the same body, actually. <laughs> actually, so here's the thing. Um, so that's fun and interesting. Um, the other, um, the other, the other thing. <laughs> the other thing. <laughs> Um, I think, I think Tim might be a robot now. <laughs> oh no, Discord doesn't want me to know. You cut out after Tim might be a... Oh my god, Discord doesn't want you to know the truth. Tim uh-huh. might uh-huh. be uh-huh. a robot now. What? Okay, so the Tim, um, Bat- Robin Eternal is the Tim book, and, uh... Tim's doing a bunch of stuff on his own. Um, he teams up with uh, Stephanie, who's like, she's got like the her purple Batgirl costume, but she's like missing an eye because it's like a cool and a gritty, edgy future dystopia now. Um, and a girl from We Are Robin, I don't remember her name, um... She's like, um, she's deaf and she's very cool. Um, and there's like a bunch of scenes of her speaking sign language with Tim, um, which is neat, but it's also like very, like, it's mostly just like panels of their faces and then like bubbles that are like, they're speaking sign language here. (laughs) Um, they're using sign language. uh, Anyway, we're not gonna draw it because we're cowards. (laughs) 
<laughs> we are cowards for sure. But so the three of them are teaming up because um the uh the magistrate, the evil government, has all of these uh like cybernetic beings. They're called I forget what they're called. It's like one of those like they're called like synths or cybers or whatever. Um but all of these cybernetic beings that they're using to, you know, enforce their bad laws. Um, and Tim is trying to track a shipment of this stuff that's developed from the Lazarus pit that's called Lazarus Resin, which is used, you use it on, like, robots and, or cybers or whatever they're called, and it basically makes them unkillable. It's like a Lazarus pit, but for robots. Okay. Um, and, yeah, and they're, like, bringing this big shipment of it into the city, and Tim's trying to intercept it because they don't want the robots to be unkillable, obviously, because the robots are enforcing all of the bad laws. And so the three of them go to this facility, they break in, um, Tim gets into a fight, with this big, big robot in the room where they're storing all of the Lazarus resin. And the robot seemingly kills him and throws his body into where all the Lazarus resin is. And then Tim gets up. <laughs> oh, thanks, buddy, for throwing Which, me over here. <laughs> yes. So the, again... Maybe I've just, like, forgotten how to read comics. The implication seems to be that Tim is a robot, and the robot immortal immortality stuff brought him back to life. Um, maybe it'll be something like, oh, this also works on people, but I'm pretty sure what this is telling me is that Tim is a robot now. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. Like, okay, listen, if any of the Bat Kids were to become a robot... Who do you think it would be? It would be Timothy. It would be Timothy Jackson Drake. I had, um, I watched the Red Hood movie with some friends, uh, over the weekend. And, uh, <laughs> then they had to listen to me for the rest of the night talking about, like, you know, oh, how, like, clear it makes it in the Red Hood animated movie that, like, you know, <laughs> Dick's, like, extreme pathological need to like, make everybody happy and inability to shut up. And also Jason's, everything Jason's doing are, like, <laughs> both responses to Bruce's parenting, but just in, like, the complete opposite direction. Um, and then I had to just talk about Tim a whole bunch. Because <laughs> um, I'm me, and they were like, we're never watching Batman with you again. And I was like, oh, that's a good call. But I mean, sometimes it Anyways. works. Sometimes years later, you start a podcast. Yeah, listen, that's where that's what got us here, and it's going into our fourth year. Um, another comics, another Batfam related comics thing is it was announced uh, that Damien is going to be getting a solo series um, starting in I think April. Uh, which I'm excited about. He has, like, kind of a cool new costume design for it that looks neat. It's written by Josh Williamson, um, who I read. I wasn't, like, super crazy about his stuff with the, like, Rebirth Flash. 
Um, but I don't know if that was his writing or if it was just that uh, it was about Barry and I was bored and I kept buying every issue to see if Wally would be in it. And I didn't really care about what Barry was doing. Um, but we'll see. I am, uh, I am excited for him, for that little guy. Um, What's John yeah, up to? We... Could John show up? Can please John be in it, even though he's a teen now and I hate that. Um, but, uh, we have talked for too long. Yeah. Because I read some comics and I had, I had some opinions on them. Good, good. That's what this section is for. That's why we're here, baby. Uh, but so yeah, if you want to see us having opinions on comics, um, you can follow us, um, to see new episodes. We have a Twitter, a Tumblr, a Facebook, and Instagram. You can just go to Capes and Japes on any of those. Um, you can email us at capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, if you want my feelings about Tim Drake, um, we uh, have a Discord server if you want to join us on there. Um, we sometimes we post comics panels as we're reading them or we do uh pickroos we do a lot of stuff that's comic book talk and a lot of stuff that's not comics books um we have a patreon if you want to support us there um it uh means a whole lot uh you can listen to bonus episodes watch things with us uh pick what we talk about um we uh what was the other thing oh reviews yes. Yes, reviews. Um, of which we did get a new one. Yes! We, um... If you can't support us on Patreon, a great way to help out is by leaving a rating and review. Um, like the one that uh, we received this past week from... Uh, TikTopi. TCTAPI. <laughs> TC um, left us um, a very sweet review. I do um, want you to know, though, Tiktopi, I'm not a lady. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that is. An I I understand that I have a high but, voice, but mm-hmm. but yeah, we will keep it up. We will we will keep it up, and um, we uh definitely uh Vandal Savage and Arthur Curry are two characters I would like to do. So those are definitely in uh in the pipeline. Um. But yes, thank you so much for the review. If you want to leave a review, we will thank you on air for your uh, very kind review. Um, or I guess if you leave a mean review, I don't know, maybe we'll still thank you, but we'll be kind of confused about it. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, uh, leave a review if uh, you can and you want to. Tell a friend about the show. Um, if you have a friend who's watching WandaVision and wants to know more about what where these guys came from we have episodes on wanda and vision now yay yay Um, we've done it yay uh and also just uh just coming back and joining us and being here uh it sure does mean a lot um so thank you for joining us for this week on capes and japes i have been olivia And I have been Briar, and, as always, no one tell my kids alive, I'm gonna be Batman in secret for a while. (laughs) 
it's me, sexy Batman. My children cannot know that I'm not dead. 